This is the old Trailblazer broadcast coming to you once again. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking, bringing you another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message from God's Word on the old Trailblazer broadcast. We've been studying in the first book of the epistle of the, of the Apostle Peter, and we've come to the close now of that study and uh, how they've been a blessing to my own heart. Now, I hope that they uh, have have blessed you. I hope you've been encouraged by God's Word. And would you just take time now while the messages are still fresh on your mind and go back and read First Peter in its entirety. There's only five chapters, and I know that you'll find much there that we've missed as we uh, skipped over some verses, but you go back and read it meditatively and, and study and, and just ask the Lord to open your heart. If you're interested in receiving uh, these tapes, on this entire series on First Peter, uh, we uh, have those available, and uh, I'll be glad to uh, send you to let you know the cost if you'll write me, and I'll send you the cost and the availability and how you go about obtaining these uh, tapes. We make them available to you at a very nominal cost. Our aim is to get out the gospel and not to make money. So let let us hear from you, if you will. You folks out there, uh, uh, if you have someone that you'd have be uh, like to give a gift to uh, what a what a gracious thing for their tape library to uh, a gift on the uh, the studies on Romans I mean first uh, Peter I'm sorry and the other messages that we brought also we have the old trailblazer pastor Shelton's messages on the old trailblazer broadcast and we have those available and uh, you write us and let us uh, hear from you and we'd be glad to send you all of that information as we've come to the close of this of this study, we've asked the Lord what he would have, what he would want us to speak of in our next study. And I believe after prayer and meditation that he's uh, 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 laid upon my heart to bring back, or to go back, as it were, and bring you some studies on the birth and the life and the death. We, we had done that. We had, we had brought you those studies not too long ago, but now the Lord has laid on, laid on our heart uh, to take time out. We had promised you back then that we would return and go deeper into our Lord's death, burial, and resurrection. And by God's grace this morning, that's our plan now, to spend several studies on that subject. I don't know if it'll be a, a dozen or so, but whatever the Lord leads. Let me ask you this morning, you who hear these old trailblazer broadcasts, would you pray each day for me that the Lord's message will go out over this broadcast, that it will be, thus saith the Lord, that it won't be my, my message, that some soul, some soul, maybe your soul, will be awakened and convicted of sin and brought to know the Lord. Now, my friend, wouldn't that be the most gracious thing that ever happened to some of your loved ones, some of your friends, or even you personally, if the Lord would open your heart? I never get tired of saying that the greatest thing that ever happens to a poor soul in this life is to be first awakened to your lost condition, then come to see what a sinner you are, and then how that Christ Jesus, God's Son, came from glory to this old world, this old sin-covered earth, lived a life here as a man, a God-man, took upon him the sins of God's elect, and became obedient to the cross. Now, I never get, I never get tired of, of telling that story, my friend. Telling the old, old story. You know, we sing that song here. Tell me the old, old story of Jesus and his love. 
That's what we do. That's what I do here every morning, uh, Monday through Friday on this broadcast. Then our, on Sundays we have our worship hour and our Sunday night service and Wednesday night service. What we do? Tell that old, old story how how Christ died for sinners. You know, there's only one theme in the Bible, and that is that God saves sinners. Oh, it's all kind of related themes, yes. But the main theme in God's Word is how Christ died for sinners. Yes, he gave up his blood there on the cross, uh, was forsaken by his Father, suffered the Roman scourge, suffered because of our, our sins, my friend. Our, our sin, yes, suffered all the cruel treatment from the hands of the religious zealots, called, us, called him the son of a harlot, was spit upon, his beard was plucked out, his head was crowned with a crown of thorns, and then nailed to the cross, and hung there between heaven and earth as a spectacle to be gazed upon by the world, my friend, being mocked as they cried, If thou be the Son of God, if thou be the Christ, save thyself. But no, my friend, he could not come down. Our Lord could not come down from that cross. He wrought out the salvation of every poor soul who's ever been saved, every soul who will ever be saved. Oh, I just praise the Lord this morning that he didn't come down. My friend, he never came down from that cross. He took my place there on the cross. If he had come down, you and I would never have been saved. I believe it will be timely to bring you this message on his death, on his burial, and his resurrection. We don't hear much preaching today on how God saves a sinner, do we? No, I, I, I don't. I see so much of this modernism, this uh, modern-day believingism. Church is only interested in getting new members, building up their congregation, doing whatever they can to get people into their church. But we hear at the old Trailblazer broadcast, we're only interested in one thing, and that is getting out the gospel to a lost and dying world. We're not interested in numbers. No. Our concern is to do uh, that you come to know the Lord. That's all our concern is, my friend. Let me ask you, are you saved? All of this modern method of getting people to come to church is only Satan's trick to deceive people. They believe if you can get folks to come to church that they're all right, but they're only a two, four more, the child of hell, my friend. They're just many are just deceived. There's so much that we could say this morning about the modernist modernism and modern evangelism that we see now on all, all these high-powered preachers get on television and televangelists they call themselves my friend my heart goes out to them my heart goes out to you if that's your worship hour to sit in front of a television and watch some high-powered high-rolling preacher uh, dressed to a T and all the production company that they hire to put on and all the blue lights and 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 amber lights to make them look pretty and all those things that's not salvation my friend that's just a money grab I'm just being honest with you this morning. Let me say here, Christ died for our sin. Do you think he died in order to make you a church member? Would you just let that soak in? Do you think Christ died to make men a mere church member? That's what, that, that's what all of that is. Christ paid the supreme price to redeem fallen men and women, not to make them a member of some church. What a farce. 
to, to palm off on some poor soul. That church membership is salvation. It grieves me, my friend. It grieves my soul to see how our modern ministry has been watered down to a mere decision for Jesus. Oh, no. No. That's what we have now on every hand. Uh, where can you hear an old-fashioned message thundered forth this day and time? When can you hear the message that man is lost and must, be, must repent in order to be saved? I don't know. I don't know. Our people are being deceived by the millions. They're blinded to their lost condition, and our preachers are not preaching the gospel. As Paul says, uh, in, uh, no, they're, they're just preaching another gospel. That other gospel, which is not a gospel, my friend, they call on no one to repent. Listen now. The average preacher you hear, turn on your radio any day or night, listen to two or three of those preachers, religious professors, and you, you, you listen to them. Do they call on you to repent? Do they call on you to forsake your sin? No. They tell you to repeat this little prayer after me and then send in your name and they'll send you some helpful literature. They want your name on their mailing list so that they might bombard you then for money. I know, my friend, I've been there. No, Christ told Nicodemus, ye must be born again. I wonder often what it would happen in one of our modern, uh, modernistic churches on Sunday morning if the pastor would get up and say, Listen, folks, ye must be born again. Listen, folks, as John the Baptist cried out, Repent, repent, repent wonder what they would do. I imagine they'd have his suitcase packed in a few minutes, don't you? No, but our Lord died in order to save sinners. And he told old Nicodemus, ye must be born again. He didn't cut his, cut, pull his punches, did he? John the Baptist spent his entire life crying, repent. Old Jonah went up and down the streets of Nineveh crying, forty days and Nineveh will be destroyed. Forty days and Nineveh will be destroyed. I don't believe he said one thing. You know, we, we preachers try to uh, smooth, up, smooth up the message and make it fit everybody and make it accommod accommodating to every soul who sits on the pew. But old Jonah went up and down the street crying, 40 days and Nineveh will be destroyed. I think it would be good for some of us pastors to get in our pulpit and begin to cry, 40 days and New Orleans will be destroyed. 40 days, my friend. No, no. People think we're a fool, but we let us be a fool for Christ's sake. My friend, I, I am commanded and charged to preach the gospel day by day, not to soothe your, uh, whet your appetites, not to, to invite you here for some rock concert and then get a, no, 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 my friend, no. Uh, old Jonah, he said, 40 days and, and Nineveh will be destroyed. But God um, took those words home to the hearts of the folks there in Nineveh, and they turned away from their sin, repented, and Nineveh was saved. By that one man's preaching, a city with millions, millions of folks uh, were, were, were saved from uh, destruction. Why? Because he was true to their soul. They were delivered, and God's servant must preach, Thus saith the Lord. I know from experience that all men will not have the gospel, but that's not my business. I, I, no, we're to preach the word, leave the results in the hands of the Lord. And I truly believe that you and I are living in the last days of grace. Every sign of, his com of the Lord's coming is here, my friend. No, the, he's coming back. 
for our, our uh, for his own. And uh, the, the Bible says it was in the as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be when our Lord comes. They were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. Unbelief was rampant there, and it is now. Sin was on every hand. We've never lived in such a day when sin was so blatantly made available to our folks. The Supreme Court just ruled uh, that nothing can be done about the filth that is on the internet system now, which is accessible to the millions of our children. It's already on the television, coming into your living rooms there every night. All the sexual, filthy things that are there. Listen, we're on the rocks, my friend. Our nation is on the rocks. Uh, as the old trailblazer often said, we're on the toboggan slide to hell. You say, Pastor, what's the remedy? What is the answer to these things? We can't change the world. No, we can't. We can't cause men to, to be morally clean, for they are depraved. But we can preach the truth. We can stand up in our pulpits and bring, thus saith the Lord. We can be true to the souls of men, my friend, and then we can get out the gospel and, and pray that men would would listen we could we would we can pray that the holy spirit would come in our midst and awaken our folks waken our children our grandchildren our people our congregations my friend are you uh, my pastor friend are you bringing thus saith the lord or are you letting your congregation uh, go to hell while you're enjoying the good things of life playing golf every afternoon and and letting your congregation go oh my friend let me tell you something you're in a responsible place not only pastors and preachers but you believers, if you tell me you know the Lord, are you witnessing for the Lord? Are you giving out your testimony? Let me ask you this. Are you supporting God's ministry? Oh, I know folks who never give a nickel, yet they tell me they know the Lord. They don't know anything about the Lord. Let me tell you, my friend, if you don't, if you don't tithe and give to the Lord's work, don't tell me you're saved. Don't, don't even indicate to me that you know the Lord. You're just robbing God. And no no honest believer will ever rob God of his tithe and his offering. And then remember the old Trailblazer's address? The old Trailblazer, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. The Radio Bible and Book Room is a nonprofit ministry of the First Baptist Church of Algiers in connection with Radio Missions. We offer over 1,500 titles of early Puritan, Baptist, and Reformed works, including commentaries, sermons, devotionals, gifts, children's products, and a variety of King James study Bibles in regular, large, and giant print. For an online catalog and information about the Radio Bible and Book Room, visit our website at radiomissions.org. 